Welcome to the Outer Realm with Michelle DeRoche and Amelia Passano. Airing live on the United Public Radio Network, 105.3 FM in New Orleans. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Wednesday night segment of The Outer Realm. We are broadcasting live on the United Public Radio Network, UFO Paranormal Radio Network, 105.3 and 107.7 FM from New Orleans. And we're also on Roku. So check us out from the comfort of your boudoir, your living room, wherever the case may be, but check us out nonetheless. Uh, we are fully sponsored by the amazing people over at Folgers Coffee, who have been a part of the Outer Realm journey since day one. So we thank you very much, Folgers. We appreciate you so much. Also, big thank you to Dr. Snick, the sonic surgeon, a.k.a. Justin Snicker, for his contribution of his time, his music, his voice, for our intro and outro. He's an award-winning composer of Halloween horror, sci-fi, and dark wave electronic music, which can be found anywhere that good music can be found. Also, big thank you to Stephen McGinnis, the artist behind the artwork and the logos here at The Outer Realm. So you can find him on Instagram and Facebook. Big thank you to him as well. And tonight, um, you have little old us on a Q&A uh, because Susie Hansen had a really, you know, uh, pretty major family situation come up. So Amelia and I want to wish her the very best and hope that she and her family can get through this really quickly so we can bring her on, get her rescheduled and, uh, you know, get back to uh to basics so we hope that everything is okay yeah. so bubbles. first That's how are you <laughs> oh, no, right, no. don't get me started <laughs> oh my god don't my internet is going in and out i've said like this is a good topper to the the damn week and it's only wednesday it's only wednesday that's the <laughs> best part yes. <laughs> wednesday and and the chaos is 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 here which might be really good for I think kind of a little bit of the topic that we're having because boy, mm, we're chaos had magician. A week. We've yeah. had a week. <laughs> We've had a week, mm -hmm. and uh, it doesn't seem to be clearing up a little bit. You know, it just seems to be picking up speed, if anything. But we have some people <laughs> chiming in. We've got Wayne uh, still oh, suffering. I'm sorry, Wayne. Yeah, I was hoping you'd be better by now. Wayne. That's no. a rough one. No, no, and hi, Tamara, hi, Doreen. Yeah, it's been like, that's what I'm saying. It's just been really like interesting and having to, you know, deal with things that you shouldn't have to deal with. Yeah, and when it rains, it pours. There really is something to that. Um, I was, when we, we got the um, horrible news and, and I'm keeping her and her family in our thoughts and prayers, um, I was scrolling through Facebook and I said to Michelle, I really need to talk about this because I don't, <clears throat> I feel like people, some understand the connection and some don't. Mm -hmm. um, if you believe in energy and you believe in a collectiveness and that 
energy combined together can change and move things, then you also have to understand that when you're posting things on social media, um, and I'm happy for anyone who does really well in life. You notice, um, hi, Sam, you notice Michelle and I don't post very much personal stuff on, on um, social media. And for me, there's a reason. I'm speaking for myself, and Michelle's here. She can speak for herself. When you post things and you share your accomplishments, which are fantastic when you're within your own circle, but when you share things on a bigger thing, you can get into that little corner that can just back you up with the energy of what the Italians call malocchio or, you know, the evil eye kind of thing. And I used to think my mother was silly talking about this. And she used to say to me, always stay humble, always stay humble. And I just thought she meant don't be a show off, you know, and I think you have to be careful with posting your children's photos for the obvious reasons. We just saw that in Toronto, a 31-year-old man who is actually from a neighborhood stone's throw away from where I grew up, who was just charged with 100 charges so far of child molestation online. Online, uh, youngest one, seven years old. And he found them in children's groups and on Facebook and... Uh, there and my sister actually worked at the school as a secretary that he went to like this is how close this is but anyways when I say be careful what you post with your children other than the criminal sense I mean it in a sense that not everybody wishes you well mm -hmm. just be careful where if you're in you're watching us right now you're interested in this field which means you've probably dabbled or you want to dabble or you understand how energy works and sometimes it could bite you in the behind That's I don't true. Know, like you have to be really careful like there's certain things that I will share with my daughter because she is a public person and that's the only reason why but when she was younger I didn't share things and it's not because I work with missing children it's not just because of that it's because I like to keep her life private. It's her life. And I always think of what my mom used to say to me. Don't bring it up. Don't show off in the sense like you got a new card. That's great. Just be careful. Not everybody is happy for you. Mm -hmm. And you just never know which way it's going to hit you. Mm -hmm. So with that said, Michelle would tell you grounding is the one. <laughs> The biggest tool here yeah for us you know when we've recommended it to um really swear by it so there's definitely something to it yeah i think so yeah. um i just think you have to be careful who you let in on social media for the obvious reasons and for the not so obvious because <clears throat> we really don't think of those that don't wish us well that negative energy is coming towards us or the person that we're posting the photo of and um hmm. It's scary. Like I, I went through it with someone who I thought was a friend, a longtime friend and, you know, going through everything that we went through with my daughter, not a word. And I'm like, my automatic response was shields up, bang out, but not everybody can do that. And not everybody understands that. So I think the small step is to just be careful who your audience is. 
I'm not saying don't post things. I'm just saying be careful, limit your audience on your mm -hmm. posts mm -hmm. and, and post them for the people who really, really are happy for you. Mm -hmm. So this way it just kind of eliminates that straggly negative crap that can come around you. And if you're down can affect you in a huge way. It's really tough because with social media, your life becomes an open book. I don't post because I've been a public figure for 20 years and <clears throat> it's been very important to me to keep my private life private, mm -hmm. um, my, my, my family private. Um, and realistically it's, you know, when you're going through whatever it is you're going through, it's, it's, it's up to you. Some people find it very therapeutic. They, yes. they want to vent and they want people <clears throat> to, you know, they, they want the opinions of others and maybe That's it helps okay. them in, in a way. And uh, for me, I'm, I'm just not personally one of those people, you know, no. I try to give as much about myself in interviews and things like that. And I've always felt it was enough because I'm very forthcoming with information and such. And not everybody's your biggest fan for sure, you know, and um, I think it has its place. And I think that you really have to, to be careful as well. I completely agree with you on that. I, I worry about it so much. And especially after that thing that came out with that, that, monster in Toronto um he was lifting children's photos off of Facebook posts mm. and he was in chat groups and Facebook groups and social media platforms where other children were posing as a child and he would take their photos and use them in child pornography and sell it mm. this is what's going on if you right. you have to read it so be careful when you're posting pictures of let's say your child in a bathtub you might not want everybody mm. to see that mm -hmm. you and if you have your settings to friends of friends when you're sharing an accomplishment i'm really happy for you michelle's going to be really happy for you that's who we are but not everybody is mm. and i always think how far like someone will go if they're mm -hmm. just in a crappy mood and they can play with that kind of energy. It's kind of scary. There's a reason why you go back ancient times, medieval times before that, where people were always deflecting negative energy. There's a reason for it. There's a reason why it's still there today because it's real. I think they had a better understanding of how energy worked. Like let's talk about the collective consciousness just to start there. Okay. Yeah. Um, I've done some experiments with this because I, I, I find it fascinating personally that yeah. this is a thing and you could put things out there and people would not even realize it. And um, I would do things like, for example, I'm going to come up with a really obscure word. I think I've talked about this before. So I'd say something like swell. Yes, we <laughs> went through that for a while. It drove anymore. me crazy. Of all yeah, words. Like, seriously, who the heck swell. uses that word, right? Well, our well, guests were after you came up with it. <laughs> I was like, what so the I, I did you just start? So, so well. Uh -huh. Next thing you know, like within the week, I cannot tell you how many times I've either seen it in print, heard it on television, or heard people saying it. <laughs> you know, and I'm thinking... Now that's interesting. So oh, yeah. I would come up with some other, you know, another word like groovy, like you use that one. And how many times all of a sudden it's like it catches on and, and you see people start to use it. Yeah, so like it's like there's something with that, <laughs> right? Yeah. There's something to it. So, you know, we do a lot of energy work and I do energy work with Bart Sharp, who has um, 
uh, a show here on on the network. And yes, yeah. And you know, we we do a lot of stuff <clears throat> with the collective consciousness itself because we believe by instilling positive vibrations and putting things out there that maybe people will start to pay it forward. They'll start waking up a little happier. Like if you see me, I post a lot more on Instagram people than I do on Facebook. I just do. Yeah. And it's always things with what I choose to do mm -hmm. is I'll put some funny things. I'll put some, Oh, Hey, look at this cool thing. Like, you know, yeah, like abandoned like place Instagram. or, yeah, and you just mix it up. And yeah, I I choose to try God's sakes. I choose just to try to give people hoping if this is the first thing you see today, I hope it makes you smile. I hope it's inspirational. I hope it makes you laugh. Mm -hmm. It's always my intention to try to put something like that. And in the back of my mind, I always think to myself, Oh, I hope it doesn't offend somebody. Because it's the last thing I want to do. I don't put political stuff. You know, I posted something at one time and somebody goes, that's political. It's this. I'm like, it's never my intention. Have you ever heard me talk politics? I've been posting you, political you know. stuff, but that's only because here in Canada, we're all on one side right now for the first time. Ever. I know. It's like, <laughs> but that's, that's the only reason. And I'm not even in the same country. So I don't care about your politics. I no. don't care about politics on average. For me, there's no place for it in my public life. No, um, not that I don't have a thing or two to say in private, but that's where it stays. It's so, not the field. By putting something out there every single day, a positive thought, a positive message, um, you know, that's what my hope is, that it will make its way through the, the collective consciousness. Because I see over the last few years, and with great reason, I mean, it's it, different times, people have had losses, people are still having losses, and there's just so much of that going into the collective consciousness and you see it, you yes, see you. it yes. in your surroundings. You see it, you see people are angry when they're shopping. Like you're not following the arrow. I'm like, Oh, I think really? they watch too much TikTok. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> you know, but that's, that's to me, you know, that's just my thought. Well, on that thing. you know, there, there's an algorithm with social media. So there's a lot of science to back your negative attitude. Mm -hmm. When you start liking or spending more time on a video, whether it's TikTok, Instagram posts, Facebook, Twitter, it doesn't matter. It mm -hmm. times you and it puts you on an algorithm to continually see, right. especially if you hit like or comment to continually see types of videos like that or types right. of posts that way. So if you are posting are watching these posts about drama, uh, political harshness, um, the whole thing that happened three years ago, mm -hmm. you continually watch that stuff. It puts you in a negative state, which then ripple effect in, in a huge freaking way right now, mm -hmm. because I'm finding what's happening is people are working behind the keyboard mm -hmm. and take that same attitude with them in public. Now there's not even, I know. So you have to kind of deflect, deflect, deflect. So what I encourage is if you are a TikTok junkie like me who likes to see the Italian grandmothers cook, that's me, the babies, the horsies. Did you see the horsey that did the snow angel? I, I mean, cute. come on. He's like Those a big are, puppy. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Those are the right, things right. that make me happy, make me laugh, and boost up my serotonin so I don't have to continually take meds, um, <clears throat> you know, to deal with just what's life period, you know, period. But 
If you hit like on those, you'll get more of those. If you spend more time reading these positive posts, which I find that Instagram pretty much is a place of positivity. Mm -hmm. It really isn't very negative. No, no. And I'm not, we're not here to talk about social media platforms. What I'm trying to, to say is it will affect your energy, which will then affect your mood, which will affect the mood of everyone around you. And it just keeps going. Mm -hmm. So how about, you know, remember that whole pay it forward thing? The movie was incredible. The story was real and it was true. And it was, bless you. Versace's got like sneezes today. (laughs) I'll just post things up as you're talking. Yeah, no problem. No, no problem. So the way pay it forward works is you do something for someone without expectation or someone does something for you. Like I... I'm always buying coffee for the person behind me if I can. Not everybody can do that, but there's other ways that you can do things. You can do things by being kind, by holding a door. I don't think anyone holds doors for people anymore, and I think it's really sad. But things like that change the way we behave collectively. Yeah. Get it, guys? Collectively. I agree. So if we're kind, you think about, our parents' generation growing up, the manners that they had. Mm-hmm. Do you remember how pleasant people were? Mm-hmm. I mean, Canada's a pretty kind, we really are that stereotype, but right. it's getting nasty it's here too. It's getting <laughs> nasty here too. Yeah. So, you it know, sure has been. I think people should start using the hip forward in, an, in Toronto Pearson Airport. I'm just saying. Mm. But <laughs> I'm seeing a lot of crap on there. But when you constantly subject yourself to that negative energy, you're going to be that way in your life. And it's just going to spread. It's the law of attraction. You put it yes. out, it comes back to you. You know, for for 20 years, just about, I've helped people. I've dealt with people. I've done events. And people would say, well, you know, I, 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 need, I, want, I want to pay for that. I'm like, no, I, I don't accept that. It's bad juju, you know. And they're just like, well, I don't feel right. And I'm like, you know what? Pay it forward. I don't care if you smile at somebody, you want to donate to your favorite charity, you want to just yep. help somebody else, um, you know. And, and and it was always interesting because some of the people I've helped have gone on to start their own groups and they've mm-hmm. helped other people. See? Um, it was always something I would say, just pay it forward to someone else. Yeah, and, and if, if you it, don't, then you don't. That's yeah. you. You know, and like Michelle said, pay it forward, law of attraction. Exactly. I did the same with the readings that I, I do I for bereaved parents. Like I don't do readings. I'm not that person. Um, I could never take money for readings. I could never do readings. I was, I wasn't, I was, I mean, I'm not saying I wasn't good at readings. It's just when a message comes to me, mm-hmm. I pass it on. Cause I do different work with Michelle. It's just a different thing. Mm-hmm. It, And I think mediums are fantastic in psychics they give so much closure and peace to so many people mm-hmm. what i would do and this is only because i i can not everyone can do this some people need it as a as a means of, of a living a wage. Sure, yeah. it, it's different but what i would do is when they wanted to pay me and i wouldn't take money especially bereaved parents i could never take a cent for helping any child or helping any you know in any mm-hmm. criminal case unless police less the stations being me it's not happening i mm-hmm. would never take it from a family so what i would do is just ask them to donate to sick kids hospital 
because my daughter was part of that. And I'd mm -hmm. be like, well, if you donate there or if you prefer somewhere else, just focus it on children, please. I'd love that. Right. And that's and then they would message me and say, oh, my God, I made the donation for you and blah, blah, blah. And this way they do what they can afford. And they feel that's good it. about it, too. <clears throat> that's it. Because some people feel, you know, that, that no, I, I don't want to just do this. I, I, I you know, can't afford anything. I'm like, good. Yeah. Because you don't have to, you know. No. But no, I don't care I don't, if you I, gave five dollars and you put it in your child's name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I just connected <laughs> you you with. That's the greatest thing for me. Right. You know, right. so I'm good with that. And no, um, I agree. I, I agree. like that Kira Kira does that once in a while. You can't always buy coffee for the person behind you. I mean, let's get real, I do right? We're not too, the Rockefellers, but yeah, I know. It, I when know. you can do it once yeah. in a while, I mean, I was at a at a famous coffee house I won't mention because they're not our sponsors That's and right. um <laughs> it surprised me because how many times I've done it and mm. this time it happened to me and I was so caught off guard because I'm always the one giving and I was Do so yeah. shocked so yeah. I made sure to get the person behind me right so right. yeah and I'm hoping that it continued that day because it was really nice and she's like no I've got you darling and I'm like wow that's so sweet because that's a pricey joint. <laughs> Anyways, I know. It, yeah. it does. It does. It gets, it gets that was really, pricey. really nice. Yeah. I wish I could go into supermarkets and pay for people's groceries. I'm not Shaquille O'Neal. I don't walk into Walmart and put out a $100,000 credit card. I can't do yeah. that. Yeah. He's done that. Yeah. Think about mm -hmm. how that comes back for him. Mm -hmm. People are like, he's so successful. He's He really is Mm -hmm. a genius a business mm -hmm. he really is right. he's really really smart i mm -hmm. wonder sometimes you know he's always been so giving a lot of these athletes are that maybe that's why they're still successful maybe that's why mm -hmm. they're still out there it's not always for greed but it sure mm -hmm. as hell beats living a negative life i think a lot of it i agree with you 100 percent. i think a lot of this it goes back to to mindset yes you know i i, yeah. I believe if we train ourselves to look at the glass as being half full, then that's how we start to see things as half full. Um, there are people who just have such, I'll, I'm going to branch out in another direction. Um, Wayne asked me to read something out for him because he's not feeling well, so he can't type it. Yeah. Um, but I believe that sometimes people go the other way. There's just so much bad luck coming. How many times have I said to you, okay, people have messaged me and said, I think I'm cursed. I oh think somebody's throwing the evil eye at me. I think like, which is how we opened up here with the, with the, the evil eye. So some people, I mean, we've checked, we don't see anything, you know, and it's just a matter of like, okay, this, this is mindset, but sometimes, you know, there are things that are unexplained that keep happening to people. I'll say, look, Wayne's sitting here. Managed to type that out though, didn't you? Yeah, there's no, half full, not half glass. Empty. Do you hear me? I always say it's refillable. <laughs> yeah. I stopped doing the it's half full, but I do catch myself saying, oh, that's half full. You need to fill it. Yeah. I've never know. been the person who said half empty. I know. <laughs> I thank so my parents people... for that. I thank my parents for that though. They came from absolutely nothing. So everything mm -hmm. was a blessing. Yeah. Right, right, as it should be. But some people just like have these obscure things that happen to them. And I remember speaking to our elderly friend Bill and saying, you know, because Wayne would say, I'm telling you, there's people up there watching and they just put blockers in front of you when you're driving and blah, 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 just all kinds of things. 
And I'd laugh. I'd say, oh, stop it. You know, you're killing me with this stuff. And our elderly friend who does just, you know, just to, to, to back up a minute, he does a lot of planetary work. He's mm -hmm. truly a gift to humanity. And he is. He this really was told is. to me very early on. And he really, really is with the amount of stuff that he has done for wildlife and energy and planetary stuff. And just, he's just brilliant. Anyway, he said to me, he goes, your friend's not wrong. <laughs> like, what? Now I have to admit that? No, I don't think so. I've lost <laughs> him way too much. But <clears throat> this is something interesting. So he's this, I'm just going to read it off first, and then we can go on and comment and put stuff up. Um, he goes, when I was in my 20s, I started to examine my life and started to wonder why it was so difficult. I started to wonder if whether or not I had been cursed somewhere along the line. I tried to explore this a number of ways, everything from going to occult shops and asking questions to visiting various psychics and fortune tellers. I ran into a vast number of people that were quite willing to say yes. I was cursed for a fee of approximately $500. They would remove it. I've heard this story oh. so many times. Every one of them cautioned me not to tell anybody that I was seeking help because that would undermine the power of the removal. The last <laughs> person I went to was a young woman in Oakville. When I told her what I was there for, she smiled and told me I did not have a curse and that if I did, she would remove it for free. That is, that was, but what was it? Oh, that it was bad karma to take money for doing such services. If I had a dollar for every time I heard. We'd be in Scotland. We would be here. Sorry, guys. We'd be Scotland talking to you show. from Scotland. <laughs> I know. Yeah. We'd still but, do the show, but we'd be talking to you from a castle somewhere. Exactly. You know, but yeah. it goes to show you that there is so much of that. And some people truly, truly believe it. I used to say to Wayne, I said, you know, he's got a beautiful light about him. He's he kind, he's giving. He's like so no one I've met, to be yeah. honest, with no. the respect of with respects to his kindness and his light. I and think he's yeah, he reminds said, me of my I dad said, and my brother. I said, I really think that darkness sees the light, your light, and it, it's just like goes after you. And people who have that darkness that may be attached to them will automatically go after you for that. Like that's just a thing. But there's many, many different, you know, scenarios. And I truly think that if you believe you are cursed, you're cursed. I believe that we are strong enough as individuals to be able to completely walk away from that. Seriously, mm -hmm. I, I do. I really do. You can work mm -hmm. with people to reverse energy, things like that. It happens. Yeah, we right. do that. You know, there's a lot to the saying, you can do anything you put your mind to. But people always think it's either working out or saving money or or saving up. for. They don't apply it to, listen, this isn't going on. You can change how you react to this. Mm -hmm. It's true. It's, it's so true. important. And, you know, there, I've had a lot of loved ones pass in my life at a young age. And I can tell you that I have always managed to find the silver lining in every one of them. There's been a lesson. There's been something that just shoots out at me and changes my life for the better. Right. And I always say it's like a gift before the ascend kind of thing. Right. But not right. everybody 
can find that because sometimes we all do this. We're so mm -hmm. down in our own darkness. Mm -hmm. We can't see what's in front of us. So it's not something that when we say this, we're not saying like we do this every day. We all go through bad things, mm -hmm. but it, it, we're just, I'm just trying to say, try to find the good in everything. Try to hit everything with perspective. Look at the whole picture. And my biggest lesson was knee-jerk reaction. I know someone who's a total knee-jerk reactor that drives me insane. I could do that. And no, you're not like that. Bad, oh no, you think things through. You think things through. I had to learn the hard way not to be that way. And a lot of it was when I was talking to, like taking care of my dad. I had to learn to be kind to people that maybe I wouldn't be kind to right. on a normal day because they were taking care of my father. Right. So things change. So use perspective. Try to think about someone else's side. And remember that most people who are bitter or rude are usually really sad mm -hmm. and that's why they are that way right. so if you can say hey how are you or hi or smile at someone or hold the door you'd be surprised at how much you can change that person's life just because you reached out for three seconds and opened that door for them right i agree i agree and what i want to do is i, I just copy and pasted a few notes from some research that i've done yeah because I, I think some of it will apply. But, you know, things like this have been going on for, you know, centuries, beliefs and, you know, the supernatural, magic, spells, curses, things like that. So what's the actual definition of a curse? Well, of course, it's a series of words or actions calling for harm or misfortune to come to someone or even something. Like words like curse, hex, jinx, dark spells. But here's the part on it that I thought was really interesting. It can only work if there's a strong enough power behind the words that are used and a strong intention behind the action that is performed. You've heard me say this when clearing <laughs> power behind the words and the act of the clearing, the act of the cleansing. It goes the same way the other way. Yeah. Somebody wanting to do harm. It's intention empower and the strength behind your intention and your words. Anytime I hear clergy spit words out really fast, clearing a malevolent haunting at a house or blessing a house, I want to run because I know there's no intention behind that if you're spitting them out that fast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, it's, right. it's like uh, us Catholics who go to, I don't go to confession, but if you go to confession and he says like three Hail Marys, this, that, and you're like, burr, 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 there really is no cleansing of anything. <laughs> so no. I'm just saying. Yeah. yeah. No, definitely, it's true. It's definitely true. has to be something behind it. Otherwise it's meaningless. There's it's like, it's, of... it's as meaningless as reading a street sign. You're not going to remember that after. No, it's, just it's gone. true. We've, for years I've, I've worked with, with people and, and we did one not that long ago where there was a belief that the, the family overseas was doing rituals to bring harm yeah. to other individuals, kinder individuals in the family. And, you know, we, we, we could reverse that sort of energy, but the belief in the culture was so strong that this could be happening and this was working in the end it worked. Especially if you believe that 
they can do it to you. That's right. Yeah. That's why my mom was so into that evil eye was because she really believed. And I believe it too. Mm -hmm. You know, I know people who do the clearing of the evil eye and the Italians, the way the culture is, because I know Turk, Turkey has their own culture with that. The Greeks have their own and the Egyptians, they're all different in how they handle Mm -hmm. it. With the Italians, when people say, oh, they drop olive oil into a bowl of water, there's a lot more to it. Mm -hmm. There's a prayer, there's other stuff. But not only that, there is a rule that they cannot teach you or bring another generation in unless it's Christmas Eve and it has to be midnight. Mm -hmm. So Christmas morning. There's Mm -hmm. all something to it because most Catholics are, most Italians are Roman Catholic. It's got a lot to do with how they get around doing that kind of what I call hoodoo work mm-hmm. in a religious family, because right. that really isn't something that's accepted. So that makes mm-hmm. me laugh too. Right. But, you know, right. but everybody does things that are different. Some people will wear, um, will carry amulets or, or wear yeah. a saint on their, like inside their shirt or, or a, mm-hmm. a stone. If you're into mm-hmm. crystals, it's the same thing. You're warding off that negative energy with it. But that's because it's you're believing in the because power you believe it works. that it can do this. I mean, they've been yeah. doing this for, for years and years and years, you know, haunted objects yeah. or cursed objects. Um, you know, I mean, how they used to have something called cursing tablets. <laughs> that was like wow. in pre-Christian times, you know, um, because, you know, it, it was just a concept that a lot of, of ancient cultures believed it, especially throughout like ancient Europe. You know, you had your amulets of protection, but you had amulets that you could place in places mm-hmm. that were said to be the object, the cursed object that would bring, you know, harm or that's huge in the Mexican culture to, to the family, you know, that's huge Um, in the Mexican culture where they put certain relics in a flower pot in that family. You'll see it on television. You see the stories all the time where that family is just devastated by this and they can't find it because it's in this flower pot on their property for like the last 20 years. We found, we found relics. Remember they opened the pot and they, Yep. Found it's it. True. We have found it. And it's just, and I, I'm, I'm amazed by how much we learn when we're helping different cultures there, but that one was a little tough because of the belief system that was in place with that one family. Right. That was no, a little it's, tough. It's true. Yeah. I mean, come on, let's go back. Let's, let's look at, at, at the, the, the Tutankhamun curse, for example. Mm. You know, when I was in Egypt, I found it interesting in the belief system. And I remember I had two different guides while I was there. One was, you know, like an, an older man. And I'd say, okay, what about the curse of Tutankhamun? Oh, up and down. You have to beware of that. You don't go near that. There are yeah. things people are, they were dying. And I mean, I was just like, oh, holy crap. Okay, well, I have no intention to go on there anytime soon. Anyway, so the next day I ended up with a younger guide. And I said, well, okay, I'm going to ask you your thoughts on the curse of Tutankhamun. He smiled and he said, well, it makes a good story and it sells and makes a good dollar. And I went, huh. So you see what I mean? Two different generations. Two different beliefs. Belief system. Yeah. So I thought that's interesting. You know, cursed objects, a hope diamond. There's another one, you know, like. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, like, and that's one, like, 
it's not like anybody realized it was cursed. So it wasn't necessarily a mindset thing because it wasn't until it came into the hands of people that, you know, fell upon, you know, ill, ill luck and, and death and illness. And, and they realized something was detrimentally wrong. Mm -hmm. So I think energy is something that can definitely be manipulated. Obviously it's definitely something that, people can throw and putting it in an object yes you'd have to be you know be able to 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 pick up on that so i don't know cursed objects or haunted I, I, you know it's a bit different i find it funny that it can people, be removed if you know it's there exactly i find it funny that people really really believe that the energy thrown is either a gypsy or a witch it, it could be anybody mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't have to be that stereotype that you think and which is answer to Lucifer. Let's let's like change that, please. There's mm -hmm. different types. <clears throat> it could come from your neighbor next door with, with just with a strong enough intention. You know, then there's the then there's those 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 death curses. I'm gonna read this one out. Oh and, gosh. Um I I know I just I this used is, to put the fear of God in one. me as a child. Yeah. I know, I, I know. Virginia will know this because Virginia is, is well-versed in this stuff too. But I want to talk about the Templar curse of Jacques de Molay. Okay, so for people who don't know, he was the last Grand Master of the Templar Grand Master. On October 13th, 1307, the Templars were rounded up, disbanded. King Philip IV of France, who was deeply in debt to them, uh, spearheaded this entire charade. Many were tortured into making false accusations. On the 18th, March 18th, 1314, Jacques de Molay was burned at the stake on an island on the River Seine in front of Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris, among others. As he was dying, he cursed King Philip IV of France, his descendants, Pope Clement, and everyone else who supported his death. He stated that within a year and a day that both men would die. He also stated that Philip's bloodline would reign no more in France. Well, mm -hmm. Clement died first from a damaging disease on April 20th, uh, 1314. Okay, so that's pretty darn quick. Roughly mm -hmm. one month later, Philip died of a stroke while hunting shortly after the Pope. All yeah. of Philip's successors died tragically. So from 1314 to 1328, all of his sons and grandsons had died. After a 300 years of rule, the house of um, Cape Capet, whatever, no longer existed. And it fell within 14 years of Jacques de Molay's death. So, well, shit. Imagine like, the power of manifestation if you've been lit on fire. Imagine the strength yeah. in your energy. Yeah. Imagine, and that was the man of God. That's how much pain he was in. He had yeah. been tortured for years. This isn't overnight. No. They held him and tortured him yeah. for years. Seven years. Think yeah. about what that did to him psychologically mm -hmm. and how strong his manifestation There's some intention was. for you. <laughs> that is crazy. Yes. That we have that historically written. This yes. is not just a story. No, people heard this. It was it yeah. was written down, and literally, you know, a family who ruled for three hundred years was no more. They had to keep a journal because they were. This was a war. It was. Yeah. So, so you know. So again, it goes into the the power of intention. The um, I want that kind of strength. 
(laughs) (laughs) Not to do bad, to do good. I want that kind of strength. (laughs) Yeah, there we go. So, you know, you have to basically, um, you have to see that there's, there are such, such things that happen. There are places that are said to be really cursed. I mean, I could go through a whole list of those because there's tons of them. And you have to wonder, like, what, what put, what puts a curse? And I don't want to talk about the one that's on TV because mm-hmm. that one has just been proven and disproven. And some people believe it. Some people don't believe it. There's so many others out there that don't have, you know, any recognition. Yeah, but- I think that one's just engineering. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, whatever, whatever the case may be. I mean, you know, sometimes, yeah, it's just bad engineering, bad luck. Um, But I mean, I think that if, again, you know, before we can get on to another topic, is if we can put enough belief in something, if you can, I'll I'll use the, the, the one on TV just for an example. You know, they talked about the curse for ages and ages. I mean, you know, the locals all knew about it and it was just a thing. Once it hit the airwaves, it really flew. And I think that just empowered everything. It's kind mm-hmm. of like that Tulpa thing that, that I've talked about, like the Slenderman yeah. Tulpa, the intention of creating something that becomes so big that it brings it to life. So how many of those, you know, of the, these stories that we hear, are we actually creating or or manifesting ourselves mm-hmm. like as as people you know so yeah I like Tamara's point may I mm-hmm, of course um Tamara hi Tamara says in my view they broke universal law by killing people over money so the curse would work as the universe works on a balance of energy mm-hmm. yeah it's true. Even people like you were talking, Amelia, about doing psychic readings. You know, some people obviously, you know, that's a their living. They charge Absolutely. for it, and that's okay to each his own. But there are some mediums or psychics that will do a reading, and they will actually turn their back to you, and you put your payment in a cup or whatever is left on the table. They don't look at it. They turn their back. They don't want to see. Is that Lily Dan? Uh, that was one of them. Yeah, I, I heard I, that. Yeah, yeah, I think it was. I've you seen who told it. Me. I, I've actually yeah. partaken in, in, in somebody who did with somebody who did that. But then I started reading up a little bit more and talking to different people who had also said, "Yeah, you know, that's the same thing." I, I don't know if it's well, a spiritualist thing or if it's I a medium thing. Then it becomes a gift instead of that's a, right. an invoice. <clears throat> Yeah, you but gift you what you feel. It, it be like a donation instead, but no, they just yeah. they, they turn their back and then you put that in there. there. I thought that's that's very interesting. Mediums um, and psychics like that are doing <clears throat> this day in and day out. It's a job. It's a job. They're using their gift as a job, and they're they're spending hours upon hours and doing that. And yeah, they should absolutely. be compensated. If you go to a lawyer or you go to a doctor, they get paid for you being there to give you advice. You know so. what? Even if it's there as, even if it's there as entertainment, because some, some of them will say, well, this is, you know, websites is there for entertainment. Yeah. Well, no, 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 sure. not with people. I went for entertainment yeah. and I was pleasantly shocked. And with yeah. that being said, that's, you know, if you go to a theater, you go to, a, you know, you go to a club to dance or you go, you know what I mean? Like <clears throat> you basically 
you're paying for that entertainment. So it's, you know, to each his own. That's just where I leave it. Yeah, <laughs> to each said the same own. thing. Yeah. When I did readings, I only took donations and they were left on the table. I didn't handle the money. It's okay to to yeah. get paid. I don't want anyone to ever think why otherwise. Why do you, you know? Did you not handle the money, Tamara? Can That's you just elaborate on that? Yeah, yeah. So because, but I don't know. Like I. I, I think that's very admirable, um, mm -hmm. very humble. I, It's a tough one. People tend to expect more from psychics and mediums, especially when they're friends with them. <laughs> Just yeah. saying. Um, yeah. And we all have our days off. Right. <laughs> Just saying. Yes. No. <laughs> None yeah. such. We're not allowed a day off. No. So that's um, so that was our little introduction. Lasted <laughs> almost yeah. an hour, but I thought it was pretty informative. Um, so today is um, International Women's Day, <clears throat> and <clears throat> I've seen a lot of posts um, going on, especially within the paranormal. I sent you the best one. You did. You did. You did it. <laughs> And basically, it was like, oh, you know, like paying homage to the women of the paranormal. And I've had people tagging me all day. And somebody that really hostile about it, <laughs> just like, well, why aren't these people being being honored, this and that? And it's like, oh, I, no, I was I, afraid I, of this. <laughs> oh, no. I don't need to be honored or revered. But thank you for thinking of me on this day. I look at everybody as being, everything that they do being very valuable. There's a lot of people within the field. I think that it was just nice that they were recognizing women in the paranormal and average. Absolutely. Probably just tagged some of their favorites, which they're they're more than Yeah, or friends. Do, yeah. You know? So, but thank you. I wanted to say that because I can't I just can't respond to everybody who who sends messages. It gets very difficult. And I apologize for that, but it's been a day. <laughs> so you know, but um it's been a decade. But yeah. um Again, but, we're going to change that energy. <laughs> I know. See, that's that's that whole that's that 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 whole thing, that whole yep. collective thing again. Yep. But um, and the the belief thing too. I have this belief. Michelle knows this because she questioned me, and I said, "You can't use a cross to fight off evil." And she's like, "Why?" I go, "You need a crucifix." She's like, "Why?" If you believe in the cross, I went. I never thought about it that way, but I need the crucifix. That's right. just the way I've been brought up. Not that I, if you believe Michelle's right, she's always right. But when you believe that no. this is going to work, like I personally can't stand the smell of sage. People swear by it. I oh, can't, I, I will yeah. burn Palo Santo hour upon hour yeah, yeah. and dragon's blood, but I can't stand the smell of sage. It could ward off the biggest demon and I wouldn't use it. I would right. find a different way. Right. It really makes me sick. Right. So, but I eat sage. I just can't stand the smell of white sage right. burning. Right. So, you know, it, it just, and I don't believe in sage, but a lot of people do. But we're getting back into the power of intention. Yes. Right. Again, like you can believe in something. I once had um, a really famous medium actually say to me, you know what? You can clear a house and recite a nursery rhyme if that's what you believe. If you believe it will work, then it will work because it's it's your intention and it's the power that you put behind all of that. And mm -hmm. it's true. It's it's exactly true. And I said, you're right. You're right. I like that certain colors for protection. <clears throat> There's Bart, we were just bragging about you. 
Find out. Oh, <laughs> Bart there says, we go, Bart. Working on curses as a shaman. And I hope I said that right. Everybody says it yeah. differently. Yeah. I encounter reptilian curses from other lifetimes, still creating different forms of illnesses or ill effects on others. Nasty and yet they can be cleared. And the crucial part is being able to identify in a person's body. Mm -hmm. Then you can begin to change it. Well said. That's yes. true. I That's why Bart. he does all the great stuff. We work together. I've seen him. I've seen you in action, Bartman. Yes, I have. <laughs> yes. And Patricia. Hi, Patricia says positive attracts positive, negative attracts negative. That's exactly how we started off. Yes. Yeah. Law of attraction. For sure. Absolutely. Just we all have different cultures have different names for it. So mm -hmm. it, sometimes it makes it spooky or creepy because it's been around for centuries. It's not. Mm-hmm. See, that's you know. something else that you can actually, you know, that you can give thought to is generational curses. Yeah. Right? Generational curses. There's there's one in, I don't know if it was India or Pakistan. I remember one of the ladies telling me that helped my dad that you would never tell someone that their child was beautiful as a baby. Mm -hmm. They hmm. would want you to like spit at the floor or something because if you told them it was they were beautiful it would bring them harm oh it's crazy right? right 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 it's just like and that's a whole other culture it's just and mm -hmm. i love hearing stories like that of, yeah. of these i love them they're just so amazing to me i find some of the best stories do come from you know like ancient times or different cultures and it's just something yeah. that gets passed down but it's interesting to me how it holds credence how it just keeps picking up speed like you know it gets passed on and even some of the younger generations i mean if you go up hearing some of this stuff <clears throat> you'd be just sort of like holy crud like krampus i always love the krampus story well you don't you know behave yourself krampus is going to come get you throw you in his basket and eat you you know mm -hmm. kids grew up hearing this mm -hmm. <laughs> and and you know even though it's like celebrated and fun and things like that it's still part of folklore that is believed, even to this day with some families who swear by it. What a horrific thing to grow up hearing. Well, if you <laughs> believe in Santa, why couldn't you believe in Krampus? I love it's, it. Yeah, if you great. believe in Archangel Michael, you have to believe in Lucifer. They fought. <clears throat> yeah. You know? The yin and the yang, right? It's like, I it's grew up lot. wearing, my mom used to pin little medals of, of, um, St. Benedict, who is the patron saint of exorcism, right. figure that one out, and St. Michael to my right. undershirt. What would I do to my daughter? Pin St. Michael to her all the time. Padre Pio, right. because that was one for Does me. Does she resist you now when you try? <laughs> Actually, she's, she's extremely religious. I'm not. But, uh, I'm kidding, yeah. of course. Sabrina, she's 25 now. I was like, ma, stop it. Stop. No, she's completely, she's into anything that's protection, whether it's crystals or right. Right. Um, relics or, you know, um, yeah. She's into anything. I, I laughed when she when she was going to, into surgery, which is, was at a Catholic hospital, and somebody is a practicing Catholic, and she says to me, um, she says, "Mama, I I need a crucifix to bring to the to the hospital." I said, "Why?" She goes, "Because I need something to pray to look at when I'm praying." I said, first of all, you don't need anything to look at when you're praying. If you're praying, you're praying. It, it right. doesn't matter. And then I said, you're at a Catholic hospital. There's going to be one in every room. The first thing I pointed to when we went in there, even though I brought it for her. 
because that's it made funny. her feel better because that's her belief and that's where she gets her strength. Right. And I, I respect that even though I don't, yeah. That, that comes out again to um, mindset. The mindset, right? Yep. So, yeah. That's, that's, why do, why do some people, they can lift cars off of their children or their loved ones because they, they get that, you know, and people say, oh, it's, yeah. it's, you know, it's serotonin. It's, Get out of here. <laughs> talking about. <laughs> I, but it happens. No, it's because they believe and they're That's there right. to, to yeah, save yeah. and they put all their energy and their focus on that. Right. I believe that that comes down to us not using our full capacity in our, of our brain. Oh, I completely agree and with you. By some that. of the people out there in public, let me tell you something, it's obvious. <laughs> especially in politics, but we won't bring that here. But um, yeah, yeah it, it just, uh, it's amazing. You know, I, mm. I believed in, in a certain, you know, I believed a certain way when, when she was born and I believe that's why she survived. It's, it's. Mm. Right. There's but that's so part much of, strength that's what I'm to saying. that. It's, it's part of your upbringing, your conditioning, um, you know, so what, let, let's talk about <clears throat> traditions then. Like well, St. Peel, my uncle taught me a lot about him. Right. Yeah. I was just, I thought he was the paranormal scene. Right. Right, right. We can say it. It's okay. Like. Yeah, I didn't, it wasn't a Catholic thing for me. Right. With St. Peel, it was about his, his stigmata, how yeah. he continued and how many people he healed. He was a right. healer um, right. and an extremely humble Right. Animals have the instinct of people being good or bad. I know. It's true. My dog's a brat. <laughs> yeah. So getting into getting back to traditions, like let's talk about um, <clears throat> let's talk about conditioning and following mm. um, those traditions that we're taught. Because even like even today, a lot of you know traditions. Let's like let's talk about grieving. Okay, I know, but I want to talk about it you know, because I find the Italian tradition like very interesting, and because it's European, I think you know the Croatian people, the Slavic people are much the same. Well, they the, used like, to be Italian. Yeah, well, see, like they—they they, <laughs> yeah. part of what they believe is just like if you lose a spouse, you can never remarry, wear black for the rest of your life, things depends, like that. Like it depends on the funny thing is it depends <clears throat> on the province of Italy, and now things have changed because there's a new generation, so right. much like. Egypt, you'll have right. the younger ones that say no. You yeah, know what right, I mean? And right. they're not, and Italy is not a total Roman Catholic country anymore. Right. It hasn't right. been in years. Yeah. Um, so a lot of beliefs are different. There's a lot of Buddhism there, you know, there's Muslims there. There, there's it's not what it was. Right. But yeah, there was my father told me that he said the some of the traditions were so ridiculous, they wouldn't bathe. Right. They would, and wow. when people said they covered the, the mirror, for some, it was because you didn't want them to, you didn't want your loved one to see their soul within the, 30, the first 30 days, which is why we have in our culture, the Italian culture, it's not necessarily a Catholic thing. Right. The Italian culture, after the 30 days, you have a mass for them to help their soul ascend. Right. And it's not 40 days, which is shocking because everything in the Bible is 40 days. That's how I know yeah. it's very much an Italian thing. Right. Um, and you do a year mass to make sure their soul has ascended and has moved on. 
because they figure by then the purgatory. So it's right. all that thing in their minds. They would put the mirror on the cover on the mirrors, not just because they wanted to save the soul, like I was saying earlier, that they were afraid that their soul, the essence would be captured. It was because they didn't feel that they could have any vanity, which I believe the Jewish, mm. the Jewish people that's do that the same, same. Mm. but that's also provincial. Everything is different. Northern Italy does things a certain way. Southern Italy does things a certain way. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of that has to do with there's more bigger cities, much more sure. bigger cities. In, um, and, and I think it changes on the outskirts. You have older traditions that are still honored and still. Yeah, especially in practiced. the villages like where my parents were from. And my father said it was just so ridiculous. But I thought it was ridiculous that he filmed his mother's funeral and <laughs> watched it over and over and over again. I can't imagine it's like what older that generations always got to into touch my the house. bed and kiss them and play with their hair. And... Yeah, I do that. I do that. I'm that person that I'm I that literally can't leave the thing alone. Right? I literally <laughs> am the person that can take the chair and sit because I don't see them physically dead spiritually. Right. I see them. So for right. me, it's different. I literally right. took a comb to my mother. Not going to lie. <laughs> yeah you know um right. it is different it, it right. is different for everyone not everybody can handle that some people are traumatized by it but the culture with the grieving some of it in italy is so so heavy mm -hmm. it's amazing that these people come out of it like my my grandmother um wore black her entire life she was wow. a widow in her 40s Wow. I mean, wow. we were black all the time, but back well, then. Know, it's a little bit different, though. It's like, but back <laughs> yeah. then, it was yeah, a big yeah. deal. Like, she died in yeah. 70, 73, I believe, mm -hmm. or 72, 72. I was only three years old. Um, wow. I never met her because I wasn't allowed in nursing homes. But um, yeah, my yeah. grandmother, my father, I think about what did that bring into the house as a person on this end of things sure i look back and think what the hell did you bring into the house with that heavy grieving of watching that film over and over again it drove my mother crazy well i could see that i mean people take photographs you know people take oh, videos i've pulled a couple cameras grieve, out of people's like, hands yeah with you guys it's like is it is it a yearly thing when you do masses and like for how long does that go on the for? first month you okay. do one and then a year my father for my mom did it until he couldn't bend on the on the pew anymore which was so hard oh, because wow. it was like reliving that funeral con right. continuously um it was really right. hard on all of us but we would support him mm -hmm. and then eventually as he got older he just started doing it at different times where he could handle being there and then he didn't want to be there because he because of his knees he couldn't right. kneel and that's a big deal to my dad was a very devout catholic so that mm -hmm. was a big deal right um yeah, it's a year. They really believe that that mass keeps them from going into purgatory. Mm -hmm. Wow. Just yeah. like baptism. They baptize right. the child because they're scared. That's they right. don't, they also don't, they don't want you taking the child out for 40 days. And after 40 days, you're supposed to baptize them. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because otherwise you can't take them out because if something happened to them, their soul right. wouldn't ascend. How is right. that even possible? With right. their belief system, it doesn't match. So you know, again, that's culture. That's it's not culture. a Catholic belief. No, no, I yeah. can see that being culture. So that, yeah. I think at the point I'm trying to go with all of this, like we've seen a lot of, um, I mean, I have for years and 
we've seen it together multiple times where we've worked with people who have um, brought, you know, something in. Like, I honestly, I'm waiting for somebody right now to get back to me and who hasn't done it. And I know something's holding him back. Heavy, heavy grieving. And the story, you know, with this, without getting into too much personal information, is that the spouse has come in and, and he heard the voice but hearing all kinds of other voices and i'm thinking "Mm, okay something is wrong with that so it's scary how many times have we seen this happen and you know you think back to how many people go through traditions such as yourself like with grieving like your culture and you think it's just quite normal i mean this doesn't happen things don't always come in because you're grieving but I think it just comes down to so many people wanting that experience with their loved ones so desperately yep. that they're willing to listen to just about anything. Honestly, I work with a family. It was so bad one time that you know, they wanting to communicate with their parents so desperately that when things started coming in, within three months, things started happening immediately. And within three months, the entire family was devastated i mean separated devastated destroyed you know that's sad it was you know the the million dollar family as they say you know you have the son the daughter the big house the business the cars like everything and then all of a sudden in 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 the blink of of an eye first thing the time frame of their lives everything was gone yeah, it's the first thing to go is what you cherish the most. And if that's sure. what you cherish, that's sad. Exactly. Um, well, well, I'm your family, <laughs> you know. Yeah, like. your family. No, I'm talking about the material stuff. Oh, yeah. I'm talking no, about I'm the material saying, stuff. On the outside um, looking in, this is what you saw. Yeah. And on the inside, you had so much upheaval going on. And it all started with the loss of a loved one yeah. and such a hard grieving that everything just went that's fast three months it was part of part of the reason why a lot of people had their viewing for their loved ones and they didn't do the um what's it called oh my god oh what's that called the process when they prepare the body i can't embalming yes they didn't do embalming in italy they always a lot of european countries you would have the viewing at the home Right. And a lot of that wasn't because they didn't have funeral homes because they do. It was the belief of keeping for my family. Anyways, it was the belief of keeping the soul safe at home and then send them on. And it was only one day because there wasn't any embalming. You can't keep a body that long. So, but that's that's where the visitation was, was in the home. Mm -hmm. So when you see that in films, that was very common in the day. It is. But, and and my grandfather passed away in 93. That was only 30 years ago. That mm-hmm. is unheard of to have it at That's home, true. but it's the way he wanted it. Right. So, yeah. you know, like it, it's not something that is practiced mm-hmm. anymore in Italy. But if you go into the villages of any European, like Croatia too, Croatia's got really deep, um, deep, deep roots, uh, roots and, yeah. and um, yeah, you know, and customs and that. And, You'll find it there as well. Mm-hmm. You know, Portugal, same thing, very mm-hmm. similar. Right. But right. Um, 
it's a belief. It's not, again, it's not a religious thing. It's a cultural right. thing. There's a difference. Right, right. Um, why don't we, we're going to do our station sponsor ID a little bit oh. early. And uh, oh, who's our guest? Get into, yeah. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Assassin. <laughs> no, because I, I, all of a sudden I got this little inside. Like, oh, I don't have it written down. Like, like Tamara's already ready it. to go. Yeah. So uh, when you weren't here, I was getting those, those little freaking things at 10 o'clock. I'm like, hey, it's not that early. <laughs> I know. I'm looking, going, wait a minute. It's only quarter of I know. <laughs> Just for but, you, Tamara. <laughs> Anywho, put that coffee up there, Tamara, in the chat room. You are listening to The Outer Realm with Michelle DeRoche and Amelia Pisano coming to you live from the gorgeous city of New Orleans on 107.7, 105.3 FM, and on Roku. Yes. Tonight, we've got us in the house because we are doing a Q&A, and Susan Hansen couldn't make it tonight because she um, had a family emergency. So please send your thoughts, your prayers, your good wishes to her and her family. And we hope that everything works out well for her. And we hope to see her soon. I am stuttering. You know, I need coffee. And this is the kind of coffee that I need. When you're streaming, listening to our archives on the platform you normally use, make sure that you pour yourself a cup of Folgers. A shout out and a thank you to the amazing people at Folgers Coffee for fully sponsoring our show and for continually supporting us. We love you and we thank you so much. A huge thank you to Justin Snicker, Dr. Snick, the Sonic Surgeon, award-winning composer and musician. You can find his music on Amazon and Bandcamp and find him on Facebook and Instagram. Speaking of which, you know what I'm going to say. If you're on YouTube right now or you're on Facebook watching this, please like and hit that subscribe button. We know you're out there. We see the numbers, but we're not seeing them on the we're not seeing them on YouTube. And if I you know. haven't subscribed or you have Roku, look for us. Is it under United Public Radio or is it's it under right here? It it is actually go. under UFO Paranormal and United Public. Nice. So um, I'm gonna try and let me just look at something here. Bear with me, people. Okay. So let me I see need if, coffee. let me see if I can do this, okay? I want to show you guys because there's a lot of confusion. So bear with me. There's a lot of confusion. People are trying to find something. There it is. They're like, we can't find you guys on Roku. There we go. One minute. There. Oh, that's so, probably why, because he's got it in purple and pink. That's, I know. So, you know, it's got a cute little write-up there, courtesy of yours truly. Thank you very much. <laughs> our our in-house wordsmith. Just I know, everybody says, I get Michelle to write it. Like, we get Blue Maker write everything. But this is what you're actually looking for. Um, so go out and find it. And it's UFO Paranormal and United Public, which covers both of the networks. And you can find... All the live shows, basically, when you have a show you want to watch on the comfort of your own home on the big screen, then this is the one that you want to watch it on. If you want to, you know, watch a few of the archives, they do cycle through, obviously, and uh, you'll be able to, you know, catch probably the last couple of weeks worth and they just keep adding and adding. So check it out. So now you know what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, what Damn. you asked me about the Italian culture, what about you? 
Oh, well, we have, of course, it's really tough because, um, hold on, there we go, gone. All right, I'm all, I'm like a squirrel. What's that? What's that I'm working? rubbing off. I know. <laughs> I've been doing this for years, so I'm, I'm really experienced at it. It's new for her. And yeah. share. There we go. Thank Our you, Tamara. Share, share it. Third host. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Thank you, Tamara. We love you. I know. <laughs> um, our cultures are very different because um, being, I sort of have a melee, you know, we've got French and we've got a lot of uh, the, like, you know, United Kingdom and, you know, Scottish, things like that. Um, there's a whole mix. My grandmother, you know, had a bit of Portuguese in her and mm. again, the French. So it was a mix of things. You know, funerals were very interesting in my family because we had a lot of mediums in the family. Mm -hmm. So we would basically just, everything was just sort of a celebration. Like everybody was sort of aware that this is just a shell that's there. And I remember, you know, my grandmother standing next to her herself at the funeral home and, yeah. and, and I'd be sitting there and my uncle would be sitting there and she'd be listening to what people were saying about her. Cause that was just what she did. And people, you know, we would laugh because it's like, look at her just standing there. These unsuspecting people better be saying nice things. Cause she was like about five foot tall, if that, and very saucy. <laughs> so mm, yeah. Yeah. But we, little we, people do that. <laughs> we celebrated. Like we, yeah. we, I mean, don't get me wrong. We mourned. We had, we had people in the family that were just professional mourners. <laughs> just, and they were kind the of Italians are loaded too with that. about it. You yeah, know, they, they're loaded they, with the screams, but they don't do that anymore. It used to be really bad. Oh, well, some oh, yeah. people get really hostile. Like we, it was something we always adopted as just being, you know, okay, we're going to have that big meal afterwards. We're just going to sit there and tell really great stories about them. Um, it's, it's just, we didn't look at it that way. I grew up being very open about it. I would be brought to the funeral. And I had never had reservation about I've walking up a child. to the to, to the casket and just no. you know I didn't I didn't it wasn't strange for me to touch them it wasn't strange for me to 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 be around them I didn't fear any of that stuff I have to touch them and when we went through this whole viral thing you weren't allowed to and yeah. I have the need to physically touch. The person who's deceased right. even though i can see them right. i have to have my hand there it's something that i've always been comfortable with though yes you too see yeah. you didn't know that yeah never bothered me at all i mean come on i had an antique funeral collection for years. yes yes just but weird... i'm seeing you went as a as a young child which i did too my first funeral. Yeah, i think i, I was eight or nine like no. no we took we took my daughter everywhere yeah she was traumatized by my brother's death. That traumatized her. It right. stayed with her. Right. Yeah. Death is is a funny thing, you know. You know, I have a family member, obviously now going through cancer, and um, keep keep saying, "I'm not afraid to die. I'm not afraid to die." I'm like, "How about just, you know, fight to live?" How about you saying, "I'm not afraid years. to live." Yeah, just go, just go, you know, yeah. keep, keep going. Like you, you, there's a, there's, there's a long time here. Um, so I'm, but I was, I felt good to hear. I'm not afraid to die. And you shouldn't be. No, I think that comes down to the living are 
we're, I mean, we're conditioned to see, we have to see things. I think this is maybe why some, some mediums use cards or stones or, you know, because people need to see something physical to be able to associate with, with the reading. Yeah. It's just know? the person you're reading that needs it. it, it I don't need exactly. the cards and no, I find I, a lot of people want like that. Them. No, but they like, want them. And them. I'm like, just show I me know. a picture. But but I do whatever makes it comfortable for them. But it's, it comes down to the need to having to see something, Yeah, you know? Absolutely. So for me, again, coming from that, that side of the family, it's very, it's very common to be like, no, I'm not, I'm not worried about that. I always say it's just the next leg of your journey, you know, and uh, thank you, Tamara, in my head. <laughs> yeah, that was a transition. Yeah. It is. It's just the person that is left behind has the hardest time with That's it. That's right. The and when they is not say, so much that. It's just not seeing them, I think. No. And when they say, like, I've said it, my dad took a piece of me with him. Yes. My mom, my brother. Yes. My of child, course. of course. She was of my course. baby. Yes. Um, but it's a piece of you because your soul's connected. That's but right. it's hard to see it in the moment of grief. Mm -hmm. Grief can bring on so much. It could heal you. It could ruin you. Mm -hmm. it, it could mess you up. It could bring stuff in. It it's can. so sad. It can. It is sad. But I mean, it's tough. And everybody grieves differently. And, for, mm -hmm. and you grieve differently for different deaths. You're not going to grieve the same for someone who's you know, uh, uh, let's say a distant grandparent or then you would for my God, the unthinkable, a child, you know, it's just. Mm. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's true. And there's no time limit to it. You know, people seem to think you should oh, still going on about it. You know, my, my mother said to me the other day, I, I think it was on the, the fifth of the month. She goes, well, she goes, it's the anniversary of your, my father's death. I'm like, what? What's that? What, 50 years ago. She goes, yes. You know, yeah. and, and, and she's still she's remembering them. Exactly. Exactly. To her, it's still daddy. Right. So oh, absolutely. You know, she's because had a lot we of might age with him and, you know, yeah, you might visits. age on the outside, but inside you're still his little girl. You it's know, true. I yeah. understand that, but yeah. yeah, it's true. You know, but she's had many visitations with him. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about visitations. Yes. How do people know the difference between a visitation and a dream or a mimic. For me, I can only speak for myself, and then always you could, you know, see what it's like for you. For me, um, dreams are very scattered. A visitation that I've had many times with many friends and loved ones that have passed on, I remember every single detail. They're so clear and they're so detailed. And I'm having a conversation. I remember every little thing. Mm -hmm. For my grandfather, for example, he, my grandmother always had a vision of the perfect little house. It was a little yellow house. It had, it had a beautiful little white fence and gardens all around it. And he died, you know, many, many, many years before she did. And let's just say my grandfather was a bit of a colorful character and my grandmother never forgot it. And she was mad at him till the very end. And he would come visit with her, you know, after death. And she'd be like, I'm still not talking to you. But every time one of my aunts or uncles passed away, I would have another visitation and that they would be there with my grandfather. He was making the house a home and bringing his children home. And this was how he wanted me to know they were together 
Mm-hmm. And they would be putting this place together as a family waiting for Aww. my grandmother, who, by the way, was so mad at him, she didn't go. <laughs> okay? <laughs> a strong little Portuguese French going, no. Wow. And she's like, no, I didn't go. And then when my best friend passed away. That's um, hard. It, it <laughs> was, yeah. That. She That's I had hard. two best friends who passed away. They both came to me. And she came to me. And I'm blubbering, you know, in my dreams, I'm like, you know, I thought for sure I was having, just having a dream. And then I'm having a conversation with her and I'm just like, like, cause we were like sisters from six years old. She was my sister before I ever had sisters. Yeah. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do without you? And she goes, you'll go on. And it's like this light bulb. And I'm like, <laughs> go on. it feels like the earth stood still when you lose someone you love. It is. And you know what? I never grieved after that for her like that. And she came through, she goes, you need to see and realize how happy I am right now. She had a really hard life. She goes, I am so happy right now. And I looked at her, I woke up, of course, you know, my pillow just tear soaked and, but I woke up so refreshed and I'm like, that was a visitation. It was just pleasant. It was calm. And every single detail was crisp and clear. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's good that you had that. I think for a lot of people, um, dreams are dreams are the way because it's safe. A yeah. spirit will come in while you're dreaming to communicate with you. And yeah, sometimes too. you wake yeah. up happy and you don't know why because you don't remember that dream, but they have communicated with you. But a good medium can tell you yeah. that they have communicated with you and they can tell you what happened in that dream sometimes because mm-hmm. your loved one will tell them, say, hey, you know, tell them that I was here and, and we were here and this was the surrounding and whatnot. Mm -hmm. For me, it's been different with everyone I've lost. Um, It's um, my cousin came to me through a medium who was trying to read me and couldn't, I, I didn't know how shielded I was, but apparently she couldn't break the walls down. Mm -hmm. And she said to me, your cousin's here. Um, Siv was blonde, blue eyed, <clears throat> which is not normal for Southern Italians, but mm. our, our ancestry goes, our lineage goes back to the North and over. Mm. So um, she said, well, you forgot about me. Please tell me my, tell my dad I'm okay. I called my uncle. <clears throat> Excuse me. We've been both fighting this I know. for months. <laughs> and um, I did do that for her, mm. um, which was funny, but my, my mom is a, was a trickster. I find that my close loved ones, <laughs> right. the way they were in life is how they are in death. Right. right. Um, my mom's mother was doting and nurturing, and she came to me that way when I was troubled. Right. My mom, I've told you this story. I love my espresso cups. I'm an espresso lover. I love my cups. I have like, I don't know how many, probably as many as Michelle has chairs and I don't use them. Oh, is that yes, a chair, they... Jake? Did Wayne put you up to that? <laughs> no, but I have probably as many glasses and espresso cups as she does chairs. Like that's my, th- I love different, but they have to be unique. They can't be typical <laughs> cups. Right. So I had them all lined up on my shelf in my kitchen and um, I am anal. <laughs> I will right. say that. The left, the right side all has to be pointing this way. The left side all has to be pointing that way. And I would see right in front of me. And I'm like, 
She used to do that to me. Because she knew OCD. <laughs> she used to do that to me oh. in the house. Yeah, yeah. She used to do that and look, 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 and she'd laugh and she'd move something and I'd be like, oh. right. <clears throat> right? And she mm. would just laugh her head off and she used to pinch me. I still get pinched. Yes. It's yes. not a demon, but I would right. not just accept that the first time. Right. I would dig and make sure. Right. Um, my brother was a master electrician. And guess what he plays with? Right. Lights. Exactly. Exactly. My that's dad funny. was all heart and soul. And that's how he comes to me full. I have right. never in my life had that kind of interaction mm -hmm. with anyone who has passed away okay, so thus far. Here's another, here's another question for you then on that one. Um, how do you know when, because I, I believe it's a feeling, like we should know, for, but for, we can be tricked, right? So how do you know when it's a mimic? I honestly believe this is for me. I don't think that everybody should take this because I, this is what I do. So it's different for me. I can see if something's not mm -hmm. right, but I believe that you can't trust everything that you see. I've questioned things, you know, mm -hmm. I've never just taken it mm -hmm. the way it is. I've always like looked and ignored it, went to see what else happened. Mm -hmm. They will mess up and it's not they always, do. Yeah. They and do. it's not always what you think. It's not always the banging and all that no, other no, stuff, no, no, because no. that's not necessarily a, an angry ghost. That's a demonic entity. Um, if you're smelling things and, and you're hearing things, you need us. Uh, you don't need to communicate. But when it's a mimic, they mess up. Whether it's their appearance, something yeah. will be off. Yeah, like sometimes I've had reports of people saying their clothes were too big, um, their eyes are very dark, their hair wasn't right. Right, but the again, eyes is a big one. My dad had Joe gray eyes. And, Why are your eyes brown? Yeah, you know. And you're know, talking to Joe. It's like dimensional bleed through. It's just an imprint of something else from a different dimension, and that's also possible. But you know, I know that <clears throat> my mother especially at the old house. This is, this is the old house is the one that you guys, I would have talked about. I've only told my story literally one time publicly on television. And that yeah. was on my paranormal nightmare. Yeah. And that house was just, it was just crazy. It was, it was just really heavy with, with attachment energy and so on. And she lived in that house long after I was gone. And she said to me, my father went into extended living and she got into bed one night before she hadn't even fallen asleep yet. And she said, I leaned over mm -hmm. and your father was there. My father hadn't been there in about two months at this point. I remember when that happened. Right. And yeah. she touched him and it was solid, but it, she realized like, I'm glad she had fallen asleep yet. She realized she goes, she pulled her hand back and she went and he looked at her and she said, there was something about him that didn't look right because I couldn't figure out why he was there. Now mm -hmm. this was her awake. Let's fast forward a little bit. Um, I would say six months after she basically in a dream, my father is there. Mm -hmm. And, but she's fully aware. She goes, I'm not fully sleeping because I'm fully aware of everything. 
I can hear everything going on in the house, you know, things like that. And he's standing there in all of these clothes that are way too big for him and stuff that he would never wear. And I'm thinking, this is interesting to me because my father is still alive. Even today, he's still alive. This happened to her. One happened to her at the old house and the, the, the dream type thing happened to her at her new place. I believe when they're like that, that they astral project and they visit. But again, that's not so every time. Off. No, but yeah, I'm because I, I completely believe that. Yeah. But to be physical. I remember we had to check. <laughs> yeah. To be physical, that, that one was kind of threw me. And the other one. Physical, I already completely know that's not, not looking normal. like him at all. Like no. it's just not There's him. Always something off. Trust your gut. If you're yeah. afraid, I used to tell people, if you're afraid, that's a sign right there. Because your right. loved one will not make you fear. If, no. if no. it feels angry or it feels off, it is off. Mm -hmm. The most important thing I think, um, what Michelle and I would tell you together is do not communicate. Do not engage. See, that's the thing people don't realize is that when you start, if you can realize at all that like my mom realized both times something wasn't right but she's so also right off gifted. the bat she just went okay that's it oh yeah for but sure she's also gifted so for sure. it's different yeah yeah um but to, to 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 start communicating with something especially like i said in the grieving state it's really difficult but i've met people who all of a sudden start having something going on in the house and they feel this huge urge to communicate, uh, do video, do voice recordings. Um, I, God, I remember Lorraine Warren saying to me one time, she said, it's the worst thing somebody can do is to do EVPs in their own home. And I'm like, really? Yeah. I worked, I worked with a woman who, who did, um, as well. And shortly after Lorraine had told me that, and I thought, oh, okay, I've never come across it, but it must be a pretty obscure thing. She goes, oh, one of the worst cases I ever did was somebody who was communicating within their home. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty, that's wild. And then I ended up working with a woman uh, who was a widow. Her husband hadn't been gone very long. She wouldn't even sell his car. It was still sitting in the garage. Um, mm -hmm. And she basically had a, a voice message that was just growling and so terrifying. And she goes, I need to know, is that my husband? I'm like, I don't know. Did he like you? <laughs> right. I mean, it was really, really bad. And she became very addicted, very addicted to doing these recordings, assuming because you heard someone on there. And she goes, that is his voice. I'm like, but that is not him. No. He's saying things to you that he would never say to you. I know, and but it's that it reaching. And yeah. worse and worse. And I was being brought in. Thankfully, we were in the same city at the time. She kept bringing me in to read. She'd throw a picture at me. She'd say, I need to, I need a message. I'm like, mm -hmm. I, it got to a point after about three or four times, I just said, I'm not coming back. If you can't help yourself, I'm not coming back. I'm not just going to keep giving you messages, you know? And he couldn't even get in the house as her loved one because of all these other things that were coming in. Yeah, that's sad. Absolutely. It's the grief. 
It's the grief. It's yeah. the pain. I like yeah. what Tamara says. I mean, I always like what Tamara says. This <laughs> is really, really good. I don't engage in spiritual communication if a family member is in spirit and they show up. It's usually a message you aren't required to respond to. It's well, it's different when you're gifted because <laughs> when yeah. you're when you're grieving and you're not, that's the problem. That's where the the issues come in. But this is a good point. I like mm -hmm. to tell people um, when they've asked me, I always say, "Would you would you let a complete stranger in your house and just walk around and talk mm -hmm. to you or yell at you or swear?" No. Well, then don't engage because mm -hmm. this is not who you think it is. Right. You Many know. times it's not. Many times it's not. And this is where children run into a lot of trouble is, Mimics you know, somebody coming in and, and, and looking fairly benign and ends up being totally opposite. And then there's all this upheaval going on. It's good to teach children from early on. I grew up in that world. You know, my, yeah, my, my father yeah. was pretty funny about it. You know, he's like, oh, no, that's ridiculous. That, that stuff doesn't exist, blah, blah, blah. I think it, it worried him. I found out later in life that my father was very gifted, and mm -hmm. so was his mother. And, you know, he would tell me all these stories as an adult of things he would see. Oh, yeah, you know, we would, we would be out fishing. My grandparents at the time owned an island on a really large lake up north. And he goes, we were out at... at they call them camps, not cottages. <laughs> so it's, it's depending on, you know, on, on the, on the uh, area. Where you are. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, because we're up at the camp and I was watching all the, you know, like UFOs in the night sky. Like they would see the stuff all the time. They'd go up there for like, you know, two weeks or whatever. Right. So they'd Especially be seeing north. the stuff. Yeah. And it's all open. And the, I opened it for him was when a friend of his died. Uh, he committed suicide. And they also had a camp up on a different area. And he said, you know, whenever we would go fishing up in the area after his friend had died, they didn't stay at the camp, obviously, the family had sold it. And his friend would always have this habit. He ate popcorn all the time, and you would always smell it all the time on the property. And he would leave a little light on in the kitchen window at night, and he would let music play. And he goes, we would fish throughout the day, or you know, just coming into dusk, because you could get certain fish at dusk. And mm -hmm. we would see the light and the loud music and the smell of popcorn. See, he started opening up more about it. He just didn't fear it as much. Um, whereas my mother, I grew up, my mother would be just like, okay, blah, 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 blah. And when things were going on in that house, like she knew it and she would question me on it. And, you know, my sisters were terrified to go down in that basement. I mean, right to the day where we cleaned that house out when she sold it. Um, you know, and my dogs are just losing their mind. That's getting back to, you know, dogs and, and seeing things. And mm -hmm. it was just, it had, the house was empty and it still had that really heavy feeling. You know, so I would just, I, I cleared while I was there, clear, clear, clear. It never stayed clear. And how many times we go at that place? You know, yeah. apparently it's good now. Apparently family reports really great things with it and good. it's great. Yeah, well, they're just two doors down from my sister. My sister still lives it's like two, three doors away from this house. Did a lot of work there, though. Nonstop. But it yep. took that much. You know, it took yep. that much work. So, yeah. I don't know. Crazy, right? I think. I, I, yeah. You have to. You have to. Don't deter your children. Don't. Don't. 
don't say to them, no, that doesn't exist. Don't enable them. Like, I mean, don't lead them and, you know, you don't have to do that, but don't make them feel silly and say, there's no such thing as imaginary friends. Maybe that friend is not imaginary. And maybe whatever is there may not be so kind. And they're banking on the fact that they're isolating that child from their parents, the only people who can help that child by knowing they're going to be made to, to look foolish and that he will, he or she as a child will stop talking. Yeah. You have to think of it as a supreme spiritual bully mm -hmm. with it's a lot bully. of power. You teach your children to, you know, defend themselves with bullies at school. You have to do this mm -hmm. as well. It, I'm not saying pull your kid out and say, we need to talk about goals. Only if they, for me, I always say if they're showing and talking about it, don't ignore it. But kind of like sex ed with kids, they only need to know little snippets. Yeah, you do not need to yeah. tell them everything. Edit, exactly. edit, edit. They just need an answer from you, and then they will forget they but even a asked you. Legitimate answer, not a yeah. Don't you know, that's stupid. You know, like a little child, they're going to stop talking. And I can't tell you over the last two decades, countless countless um, families I've worked with <clears throat> um, where it's been the children who have brought something in unknowingly. It's really, really difficult because yeah. children will be either bullied into or tricked into saying, making invitations, whether it's something, you know, non-human or whether it's just a really aggressive human energy. Mm-hmm. You know, like that, that happens a lot. And I also want to make note of something just because I was speaking with somebody in the last couple of days about how certain spirits, human spirits can affect the living. I remember working um, with one family who had moved into a home and the, I'm just, I'm just going to reword things a little bit. Um, the one family member who had been, you know, having issues started taking up addictions, you know, mm -hmm. like substance abuse. Self-medicating. Yes. And after researching the history of the home, they realized someone had died in the home who had substance abuse. So mm -hmm. they started taking on the characteristics <laughs> of that spirit that was still grounded and I really want to stress this. This actually can happen. I've so, had this experience. I'll tell you about it after. Okay. Yeah. So this actually can happen where you were influenced, whether it's a residual energy that just sits there and just never gets cleansed and you're just living in it, or whether it is a spirit who's grounded influencing you in the background. They can, exactly, they can make you sick. They can pick up on certain, um, you know, addictions or if, if that spirit's depressed or has high levels of anxiety, that's going to be you. And some yeah. people believe that certain mm. objects that belong to, to a deceased person can also do that to you. So if you're buying antiques or like especially jewelry that was mm. very, that meant something very personal to an individual, cleanse it. Just cleanse it and get that energy out of there. Some people are like, oh, well, you know, this belonged to so-and-so. I'm like, but if so-and-so 
if so-and-so died of a cancer, let's say, and then you find yourself with this imprinted energy, it's that's maybe even making you go through the motions of what they went through. Not necessarily that you have cancer, yeah, but you may communicating. Yeah. Right. So just yeah. this stuff can happen. I think anyone who's ever seen an episode of Ghost Whisperer has seen that. Oh, she yeah, did yeah, a few yeah. of them. I yeah. I'll tell you about my experience. I as you know, I don't do readings, but the when I used to go to the Hummer dealership, the um gentleman that they call him car jockeys, but he took care of my, my vehicle. He and his family um, wanted to connect with both parents had passed away close together. And um, we had set this up and I was going to drive down there. I never do this. I've never, I never do group things. There was just something that compelled me to say yes. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't just because of him. It, it was just something that said, just go. And right. I said, okay. And I told them, I said, you know, I'll do my best. That's a lot of people. It was over 10 people in that room. It's a lot. It's not mm -hmm. something I normally do. Right. So this is about two and a half weeks before. Now, you know, my love of tuna. Not. <laughs> uh. I ate tuna for two and a half weeks out of a can. Oh. And I could not. John's just looking at me like, what the hell is going on with you? I'm like, you need to buy tuna when you go. So you got to pick up tuna. Like I ate, I ate, I didn't, I don't like tuna to this day. There was a particular brand that came from it. It wasn't even, it wasn't even something that I was accustomed to even having in my house. And I'm eating and I'm eating and I'm eating this. I'm going, what the hell, man? Like, I don't even like this. I'm sitting there, we're talking, I'm going through each individual person to make sure they get their connection. And I come to his sister-in-law and I said to her, I go, a funny thing, because she was telling me about her mom and how she loved tuna sandwiches. I'm like, there we go. Mother of God. <laughs> Seriously. Go. I said, can go. you tell her to stop? I go, I have to tell you this. I have been right, eating right. tuna out of a freaking can for two and a half weeks. Right. Literally had it before I went there, brushed my teeth. I'm like, what am I doing? Right. I stopped eating tuna after that. <laughs> Once you make that connection. I don't know if she was a trickster. I don't know if it was, you know, she just said, my mom just loved tuna. just loved it. She ate it almost right. every day. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's her. So, right. yeah, this was a, a different kind of, thank God it was benign. Right, right, right. And it was funny after the fact, but not so much while I was going through it. Because even though I was eating it, I still didn't like it. But I right. felt like I had to have it every day right you couldn't get me to eat tuna if you paid me i know i can't stand the smell i, I, I can't can, send anything can about it, it. Yeah, I can you know and it. i'm just like you've got to be kidding me my husband's right. the one that eats tuna not me and i'm right. like oh no way right you know um my, just, my I, seafood is like this much variety of fish right. that i eat so this was a big one for me and i mm -hmm. couldn't i thought something was happening to me i thought something is my body betraying me somehow like is there something yeah. wrong with me that yes, like in my yeah. blood that i'm craving mercury because that's how right. i see tuna right. and i'm like am i just craving mercury like what the hell is going on and it never once clicked that it could be possible that someone on the other side was doing this to say well, hey i'm happens. here tell them i'm here yeah. So, and sometimes it's something that simple, because I don't want everybody to think everything is demonic. Everything is, you know, sometimes it really can be human spirits. It, it can be 
logically explain it. Like I said, psychokinesis, throwing energy. Oh my God, how many times have you heard me harp about that? They never it, believe it though. <clears throat> no, well, people have difficulty and I don't understand why people have so much difficulty thinking that or realizing how we are really powerful. Like we, we, it's like, you know, Amelia was saying a little bit earlier on the show, we only use a very small part of, of our brain as to the capacity of things that we can do. And psychokinesis is a big one, especially for children going through puberty, especially young girls, women going through menopause. Hello. <laughs> you know, yeah. and you can throw energy like there's nobody business and you can create sound. You can, you can create those footsteps. You can get those doors opening and closing. You can move things. You can get cupboard doors opening and closing. Oh, yeah. So people say, well, it's poltergeist activity. Hence, it, and poltergeist activity is like projected energy. Yeah. Right? So that's, it's sort of the same thing. And yeah, or you it can bring small than not. kitchen appliances like someone we know. Yeah, Constantly breaking small kitchen appliances. Yeah, there you go. So it happens. Um, it happens. It does. It does. It, it's, I think it, it's really cool, actually. Um, it, it can be really cool. I wish I could purposefully move things, <laughs> but I can't. I know. I'd like to levitate me, the car in front of me when I'm driving. That's just, and just in the wrong lane. Just move yeah. over. See, me, it it's, nice it's people well. that are allowed in a restaurant. I want to take them and yeah. move them. And just sometimes I have to shield myself so I don't hurt them. I know, yeah. <laughs> but it, I don't know. want the karma. It, That's what it comes down to. I can. don't want the karma. It can. It can. You know, if you're projecting your own energy at them, absolutely. Um, yeah. I, I truly think that because of the times that we have come out of in the last while and the times that, we're, that are still ahead of us, uh, there's a lot of loss of life and there's a lot of things going on in the world that people are on edge and people are scared, people are angry. So I'm going to come and end the show with a full circle of going back to collective consciousness. We really get back what we put out. <clears throat> if you want peace in your life, if you want anything positive to come to you, you have to put that out. If you want good people in your life or a good relationship, you have to put that out. If because if you're if you're just this ball of negative energy, and it may be with good reason. It may be 100% with good reason. But unfortunately, that's what you are. It's like a neon sign. You know, this is what, it's an energy. And this is what other similar type of energies connect to. And this is what comes back to you. So I want to leave this as just put it, put something positive out there. Every day, just wake up and set an intention for yourself. And just make it a positive intention. You know, like, don't be judgmental. No. Don't worry about other people's lives. Don't worry about what other people are doing. Leave the drama. <laughs> just leave it away from your personal space. If you can't handle that type of energy, then don't be around it. Some people yeah. can handle it a lot better. Some people are in positions in their lives, you know, of, of management or business ownership. They can handle that sort of or stuff. Or just big family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but it just it happens. But just, yeah, find find something to be grateful for every day. Every that day. helps. Set your intention, put out positive vibrations and just elevate yourself. You know, it life, Nikola Tesla 
said it right. It is about frequency, vibration, and that's intention, all of that. You are more in control than you think. And again, it's like Tamara and both Dolly said, we may not be in control of life itself, but we do have control over how we react to it. We do have control over our actions. That is something you do have control over. So Reactions. that's maybe something to focus on and, and just, you know, let's just do it right. Let's go. Let's go. We're, we're so newly into 2023. Let's just kind of put good thoughts if every single person on this planet put one good thought just one tiny good positive thought of intention you know or kindness out in the world every single day that's how they started their day that's what would go into the collective consciousness it would not take long to connect everywhere and i think you'd start seeing a little bit less aggression any last words mm -hmm. before i sign off um, just find something to be grateful every for every day mm -hmm. and it'll change your world. It I know it's easy to be in a negative spot. It's easier and it's harder to be positive. Absolutely. But choose choose what's best for you. Yeah, absolutely. Completely. I completely agree. And I think that with that being said, like I said, all it takes is one just one person to be able to, um, to be able to do that one, it starts with one. So let it, let it be you. <laughs> anyway, we're going to close off. So we want to thank everybody, uh, who's been in the chat room, uh, Tamara, your champion, still going strong. <laughs> and, you know, and of course, very last minute. So, of course, we, we do want to put out um, our best thoughts to uh, Suzanne Hansen, who, you know, did have a family emergency. And we wish her and her family all the very best. And we're looking forward to rescheduling her because she's just fascinating, mm -hmm. seriously fascinating. Uh, tomorrow night, we welcome for the very first time author Mary Joyce who's going to be discussing her latest book, Spy in the Sky. It sounds so Ooh. intriguing. Uh, but it essentially talks about secrets, secrets, ad cover-ups, and things like that that she's discovered on Google Earth. Like, she has seen all kinds of stuff. So I'm thinking, well, I'm dying to see what she's going to have to say about it. So I'm kind of scared, but I'm excited. I know. It sounds really amazing. So as you can see, scrolling at the bottom of the page, you know, like, subscribe, all of that fun stuff. Follow. We appreciate you all so very much. And um, don't forget, of course, to um, tune in on Roku, people. Tune in on Roku. So big thank you to Folgers Coffee. Big thank you to Dr. Snick, Justin Snicker. Big thank you to Steve McGinnis. We appreciate you all very much. And share. Darn it. I'm going to add that share word right to the freaking banner, right like as soon as we're done, Tamara, share, share. Yes, that's right. Anyway, guys, thank you. Good night. And we'll see you tomorrow. We appreciate you all very much. Good night. <laughs>